Hello world. Welcome to Industrial Nomads, Voices on the Road. This is episode Bobo. I'm Thad Spears, your host, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen in. My guest today is a man I've enjoyed getting to know over the years. One of the first people to really take some time to help me maneuver in the industry. And he's made himself available to me more times than I can count when I needed some help or guidance. Known by many as Bobo, welcome Thurman Doyle. Glad you're joining me. It's very much appreciated. What's up, Adamus Decimus Prime? Yeah, that's right, man. I tried to get my wife to use those names, and she wasn't having it when we had our kids. <laughs> so. Yeah, maybe one day. Yeah, maybe. But I'm not going to hold my... No, 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 no. We've had them, Bobo. <laughs> We've had them. We're done, Thurman. So. Uh, but now, hey, we, we grew up uh, somewhat, not somewhat, it was neighboring small towns. I mean, we're on opposite sides of the Sabine, uh, but you were in Starks, Louisiana, and uh, I was in Deweyville, Texas. So, That's right. yeah, and anytime somebody asks me how I know you, you know, I'll, I'll kind of give that little bit of information, but it really wasn't until 2016 in Port Arthur that I worked with you, um, even yeah. though go back to like 1988 or 1990, something like that, we were both at a at a fight at Quick Pantry in Deweyville, Texas. Uh, a guy you knew was fighting a guy I knew. Uh, do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. It's funny you, you mentioned Starks in Deweyville. Fight has to be included in that sentence. <laughs> That's the way we grew up, man. Starks in Deweyville. You know? Yeah. I man. do remember that fight. And it, I do remember that. That was my cousin, and uh, Shane was fighting. I guess Tudor was his name, if no, I remember correctly. It was either Tudor or Slade. I don't know, one of the two. Tudor, I think it was Tudor. Okay. And uh, Slade was Tudor's buddy, I guess, back then. I don't remember a whole lot about that. I remember us all getting revved up to go to Deweyville. Shane was going to fight this guy because he was messing with his girlfriend or something. <laughs> and, uh, Y'all were in high school, right? That that's just a guesstimate, man. I I really I, I think I was I said that because I think I was in eighth grade or ninth grade, which would have put around eighty eight or ninety somewhere, somewhere in that yeah, window. Yeah, was juniors in high school. Okay, that made about right then. You're I think I'm you're like I'm I'm forty five, and you're you're forty seven. Is that right? Forty eight. Forty eight. There you go. So yeah, that's about that's about time right time frame. I really believe so. Yeah. Um. But uh, you're take me a little bit through your career. You know, uh, you you started out uh, and jumping at any point, but but you you were a welder by craft and by trade. Um, was that was that something you got into in high school? How did you get into it? Is there a, somebody that well, led you into that? Or well, no. My eighteenth birthday, my dad was a tugboat captain, and. I moved back home with him and Starks. And uh, anyway, my 18th birthday, he was going to work, and I needed a job, so he brought me along with him. <laughs> so actually, I was a tugboat deckhand for the first year and a half of my luxurious uh, working career. A tugboat and, hand, um, huh? Deckhand, you said? Yeah, deckhand on a tugboat. Man, I wish I'd known. I've been okay. calling you captain all these years, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. No, well, my dad's a senior. I'm a junior, so. <laughs> I worked I worked on the tugboats for a year and a half, and uh, 
course, being gone from home and all that, didn't care for it too much. So a buddy of mine, a, a, a fabricator, said he could get me a job as a welder's helper. And so that's how I got started in the welding. I worked for, for him for a couple years and learned how to weld and structural weld, stick rod. And I did that for several years in Louisiana area, PPGs, and graduated in the pipe. And then the Heliarc thing come around. And so how did, did, were you just welding on the job and your stick welding and somebody uh, brought the machine out there and was like, hey, anybody know how to do this? And, and you were like, that's yeah, exactly I, how it happened. You said I can do it, even though you never done it before. No, I had no clue about jigging. I've never seen or heard or anything about any of that. But, but they had some of these prima donna welders that did. <laughs> so I watched and I learned. I mean, we was actually in the shipyard in Orange, and it was you know that's where I learned the stick rod and actually learned how to jig in a fab shop in the uh, shipyard. Hey. Never looked back, right? You just grabbed it, did it, and... Yeah, I fell in love with it. I mean, it, because it was so challenging to learn how to do it, and it was so cool looking as they was beating this wire into a ball of fire gas. gas. And then it was just, I don't know, it intrigued me so much that that's all I did every day from that point forward. Every day, I, they let me work on coupons, coupons, welding coupons, with, with ink and nail, not us carbon with the ink and nail wire so they said if i could weld ink and nail i could go pass a test so they took everything else from me gave me ink and nail coupons and that's all i welded for two solid weeks every day every day every day all day and that's how i learned how to weld at the shipyard in orange texas at the shipyard in orange texas that's correct yeah so okay you're at the shipyard you're on a tugboat got into the shipyard what uh, led you into turnarounds? How did, how did you make that? I mean, I mean welding welding's a craft. I mean, you can weld pipe on the ground. You can weld anywhere on the ground. So I guess just how did you get to rolling with the, with the crew or whatever? Well, I, I, you know, back then was, was, uh, we all played on softball team. Guys in Starks where I started my actually turnaround work at. We'd all play softball together and they all worked in the plants. And, uh, I just got hooked up with them, man. Pulled me into the PPG Lake Charles. I worked out there for three years with Harmony Construction and Turner Industries. And we did turnarounds, new construction. And, you know, uh, then after that, I met people on that job. And they gave me opportunity outside of that job. They're going on other jobs, needed foremans. And, you know, that's how I started inching into supervision. I did a foreman jobs here, a little job here, a little job there. And, you know, it, one thing led to another, got into supervision down the road, you know. Yeah, and so you went through welding, you came up through the ranks, uh, and, I, and I've heard I've heard stories about you being supervision side of it, and people not being able to weld, and you jump out there and you get something welded up to get it to get it fixed and get it right. Is that there's some truth behind that hey, at least? There. Well, yeah, yeah, on some occasions, yeah, because let me, you know, that was a passion of mine, not just something I doing for a living i mean like i said i enjoyed welding man it was just a it was an art to that in my eyes you know when you create something from scratch and everything's relying on you to do a job do it correctly i mean you, you, you begin to i don't know you take pride in what you're doing and i don't know i just enjoyed welding and, yeah. you know 
coach them up and get it done. Yeah, that's a legend. Yeah. So what? How did you move in? Uh, you were welding, and then when I met you, you were already in the planning. Yes, uh, well, <laughs> you know, by this time, I'm already uh, working with the company I'm with now, and you know, it, it was slow, and they kept us pretty steady. We worked in the shop on tool trailers, something like that. We didn't have no work going on. And so our director come up to me and said, "Hey, I got a planning job in Corpus Christi. You're interested." And I said, well, without hesitation, I said, yeah, because I knew what the pay was, or about, the neighborhood, <laughs> I knew what planners made, so I didn't hesitate, and that was my introduction to a planning project, planning job, and I never looked back since then, I stayed with it what? from that point on, too. Was that planning for piping, or was it mechanical, was it mixed? It was mechanical, piping, it was the whole nine yard, uh, complete turnaround down in uh, Sitco, Corpus Christi, man. Okay. Never forget it. 2014. 2014. So when I, by the time I'd met you in 2016, you'd had a couple of years on your belt as as a planner. Yes. Yeah. And I and I remember uh, coming on there with you and sitting down and 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 just kind of I just come off of another job planning it, but no, 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 no. I'm jumping way ahead. I came yeah, in there. Correct. Correct. And and I was like, hey, let's talk about exchangers and and you handed me a little booklet and you said read that and i did and and you've done that more than once now that uh learning to draw isos i called you and and asked you for some some guidance on that and you you walked me through it we took pictures and sent them back and forth and and uh that's that's always been appreciative but it always you know you always had that that support to call and say hey (laughs) get me through this uh, well, hey, that's, that's, that's how I was brought up, man. When I needed help, they had people there showing me and helping me along the way. And if we don't help each other out, if we don't pass down the information and, and the skills that we've learned, how, what is our industry going to be, you know, 10 years, 20 years? We already seeing the effects of no help or apprenticeship no longer like we used to have, you know? Right, right. So, I mean, you, you got to... You know, people need help, man. If you got the tools and the knowledge, pass it along. You know, help them, help them be better. You know, they'll pay it forward down the road. I abide by that. I abide by that for sure. And I always appreciate it, man. Um, Absolutely, man. Now, now jumping on a little bit. Now, now before I jump on, because as you were planning, uh, you got me to help you with a job up in Longview, come up there and plan. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget... I'm, I'm sitting, uh, we had the kickoff safety meeting, and we met in one of the shops. And uh, so you got their guys and our guys, everybody's talking. Um, and their head safety guy was talking, and you you were, like, really locked in to this trash can with a lid on it. I don't, I'm not making this up. You remember what I'm talking about. But I, I don't know why I noticed you looking at that, but it was almost like, you looked at it, and then we'd watch the meeting, and you kept looking at it. When the meeting concluded, what did you do? Do you remember? Man, honestly, no, I do not. Honestly, I don't remember. Well, that makes me sad, because you went over there, and you took the lid off that trash can, and I want to know what was in the trash can, because <laughs> <laughs> my bet is it was trash, but I really don't know. <laughs> but, but that's... But, so what did I do? Go take the lid off? 
Yeah, it's like you were bothered that that had a lid on it for some reason, and you want to know what was in it. And I just that oh. <laughs> every time I think was of that, there trash in it? I don't know, Thurman. I didn't. I didn't look. You did. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> That's just funny, man. That's. I've told that story about you more than once. <laughs> hey, I do have ADD, I think, at some times. I, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, you, you you went from the field and you went from your tools. You went to project controls and the planning. I know you dabbled a little bit in scheduling, um, that you have a handle on what it is and understand it. Um. But you're not in those positions anymore. You're you're regional director. I believe that is your title, right? Yeah, that is now. That's what I what they call me. <laughs> so, so what do you, do you miss anything from your previous two roles? Uh, I do, man. I do. I miss I miss the cradle to grave part of the project, being there from start to finish. I miss that. I miss the camaraderie with the people when they do come out on the job. I miss the, you know, the, the not the pressure, but the uh, expectations that's put on you as a planner. Or, you know, when you go out on a job, it's all up to you on how that job's going to be operated, you know, and how it performs is, is how you prepare for the guys that's coming in and doing the execution. Because you're trying so to I facilitate. Miss that. I miss that you're, trying, you're trying to facilitate that to make sure it goes smoothly for them, right? That's your, your right. hope. That's right. Hey, it's all, you know, uh, your foundation, your base. If you ain't got a good foundation, you ain't got a good base, your structure's not going to last, right? Right. That's kind of like the philosophy that you put into anything. You got to have a good foundation before your structure's going to be sturdy, strong, lasting. You know, same way I put it, that thought into planning, you know. There's a lot of people, this whole turnaround depends on how I put this plan together. You know, how I prepare how they, you know, I got to prepare to give the information to the guys that they need to execute this thing. You know, well, and I miss that. I miss being a part of that. Well, but, but at the same time, there, there has to be, even though it's a different venue, if you will, you still have um, not not the same causes of pressure, but you have the same pressures as far as organization and deadlines. And you, you still do facilitate for just a larger number of people. Yeah, it, uh, it's, it, it, it is. It's just a different type of pressure. It's um, it's a, definitely more stressful. I can say that. Yeah. Because you not just only have one project. You got you got a whole area that you got to be consumed with, and then make sure everything is running proper. You know, and that that's that's a lot of stress. That uh, you know, that I I, I don't care for. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. But you know. I'm still learning as I go as well. You know what I mean? There's lots to be learned. If, you know, and I learn every day from different people. Don't, ever, know, don't I, ever stop. I don't have so much pride why I don't ask for help when I need or don't know something. Oh, know? And, that, and that's good. And that's something I've always commended, at least in my mind, you maintain relationships with, with the people that's been with you along the way. And, and you you do ask questions. And so how else do you progress if you don't, seek that like you 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 pry for that so that's right um is there a favorite place you've traveled like while you were i know you still travel some uh but you're not locked in i wouldn't think ever for the durations you were while you were on your tools or planning um 
do you miss that part of it? And is there a favorite place that you would like to, that, that you enjoyed going when they called? Yes. Uh, I guess I'm more biased or Longview is my favorite. I like yeah. going to Longview just because several reasons, you know, the people for one, you know, I love the people up there. They're genuine. Uh, you know, unlike anywhere else, you're not going to find that. You may up North some in other facilities, but mm-hmm. as far as the, coast and eastman is just two different worlds and believe it or not i I asked you that question in 2016 you you told me the same thing you said longview texas and you said the people there you feel like they want you there that's 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 a fact man and that's 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 genuine like i said that's not something that you know i go there tomorrow and i and i you'll get the same feeling you know yeah that's just the culture. That's the culture that they created, and uh, I think a lot of other facilities could benefit from how they do. Well, that's a personal thing to me. You know what I mean? That's that's a people thing. Right. It's how you brought up. You know. Is there a is there a, a job that you've worked that stands out that you're like, man, it was a tough one, but we we did it. We came out all good, or or everybody was happy. aware of some headbutting um that went on uh in different directions uh but i guess the bottom line was everything did get it got put back together and everybody was i mean i I think it was considered successful again i wasn't at the top i don't know what all the numbers said but to my knowledge it was a successful turnaround so it was successful and that's just you know they had some personality conflicts that project and which you know i'm not going to get into that but it's none of my business it was just theirs and that's you know some people hold grudges and they never let them go so but that didn't have nothing to do with us the work we've done i think you know like i said we completed it and it went well but i wish uh i would have been a part of that from the beginning of that project instead of being implemented halfway through you know uh hey another job sticks in my mind Another another quick thing is I got a quote that that I often will read back on, and it it says uh, the key to functionality is having the correct information. Now now that's a that's a sound philosophy in my mind. Um, I heard you say that, and I wrote it down, and I've used the Google research method just you know trying to find that. I believe that's your quote. Hey, I'll claim it, but that's no more truer statement than that one no that's that is that is correct that but i but i really do I, I i haven't found it i'm not saying it's not out there but as of now that is thurman doyle <laughs> so hey, I'll claim it. 20 2018 <laughs> uh 2018 yes 
That was uh, no, no, no. Let me back up. 2019. That was coming up on a on a about a seven day turnaround up in Longview. So, uh, and you'd come by the little building I was in. So, the uh, outside of work, where would we find you? What what's your hobby? at my place i got a little land up north of beaumont and uh i'm building some pasture fences right now so i can bring a few horses in i love animals uh, so that, that's kind of my passion and, and my projects that i have going right now i stay busy at my house so i don't do a lot of traveling i you know i, I never got the excuse i ain't got nothing to do because i always got something to do Dom- domesticated <laughs> we call that domesticated Domesticated, yes. <laughs> yeah. And yes. You, you still ride your motorcycle? Uh, man, I, that thing, I, I've got that bike right after that Valero job in 16. And, uh, man, that, that, I built the motor twice on that thing so far. And last time I rode it, uh, the oil pump went out and I parked it in the garage and that's where it stayed. So uh, I think my motorcycle days are over. <laughs> was that was that scream, screaming eagle engine on there or what kind of engine you have on it that's an S&S, S&S. poured out to a 117 that is for sale if anybody wants it <laughs> just putting that out there hey there you go uh, well I I really appreciate I know we've talked about this doing this for probably a month or so uh, appreciate finally getting a, getting to get this done and uh, yeah, uh, definitely Look forward to maybe getting you on here again, and uh, yeah, absolutely, we can do that. All right, but is, is there anything else that I, that I miss? Anything? Is there anything that that you're burning to tell oh, the man. world? No, I think you got it covered, man. All right, I think man. You got it covered, brother. Well, I hope we talk again. You know, always sooner than later. Uh, and to each of you, thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves and each other. Signing off.